In today's Trouble with the Snap, we'll be previewing a very exciting week four before hopping into some life advice. Cue the intro. Nick Saban, and in 2003, the Tigers captured the BCS. Michigan State Stalin wants Dixon and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable! Hello everybody, welcome back to Trouble with the Snap. My name is Colton Deutsch, joined as always by my colleague and projected paintball first round pick, Will Shemansky. Will, how's the paintball and how's life? Paintball's been going pretty well and life itself is going pretty well. How about yourself, Colton? Not too bad, still recovering from... The injury suffered from my finance test, but aside from that, things are going well. Looking forward to the weekend and some more football. For sure. You just want to hop into it immediately, or do you want to? Do you have anything else you want to ask or say before we jump in? Do you have an A in paintball class? <laughs> That's a good question. As of right now, I believe so. Um, yeah. So I feel like I swam, I've explained this in the past, but half the class is actual paintball, and the other half is actual academic stuff. And, you know, quite honestly, kind of a little humble brag here. I have been kind of knocking the academic part of it out of the park recently. Um, and, of course, I'm just absolutely dominant on the paintball field when we do that side of it. So, all in all, if I don't have an A in that class right now, I might be a little surprised. Clearly, he's a renaissance man, versatile academic weapon and a weapon on the paintball field as well. For sure. Have there been any sure. injuries in class? Um, aside from being shot in places you probably don't want to be shot in, no. Um, you know, we haven't had a kid like trip or fall or do anything that anything like that yet. Um, but we have had a few kids, you know, like get shot in the back of the head where the mass isn't cover. Um, I got personally shot, um, in the neck, like right below my ear about two weeks ago. And, um, you know, had a kid take him on off the fingers. So it's just kind of things like that. But as for like serious injuries, no, knock on wood. Is there a designated field? Yeah. So we actually meet at, um, it's actually like a whole paintball, like small business, whatnot, uh, run in Bryan about 15 minutes from campus. And we meet there every Tuesdays um, from like 1110 to 1225, I think. And so, um, yeah, we don't have anything like that on campus, but we um, there is a paintball place that we go meet at. That's solid. It is fun until you actually get in there and realize it's not like the paintball you played once when you were a kid. But yeah, that's fun. No, I mean, it's a war zone out there. Actually, it is. I mean, it's we're playing in a lot more close proximity than what um, the majority of us, were. I guess, have been used to. If you ever did it like a kid's, uh, like a kid's birthday party growing up, um, the length of the field is like f- no, no more than 50 yards long and no more than 20 yards wide. And so we are literally and figuratively on top of each other shooting – uh, high velocity paintballs at each other. It's a, uh, it's a lot of fun, but it definitely stings a little bit more. It's trench warfare out there. It really is. It really is. Yeah. I think All we right. can hop into these games. This Let's is do it. an awesome week for probably the best week on paper, at least heading into it. So 
yeah, do you want to lead us off with Clemson, Florida State? Yeah, for sure. Um, so Florida State's traveling up to Clemson this past or this upcoming weekend. You know, Jordan Travis um, coming off a bit of a rough start last game against Boston College, as we saw. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the last show, but Boston College was doing the Red Bandana game, so they were obviously a really inspired team going into that. Um, however, Florida State, uh, you know, I'm hoping that the boys – uh, had a good week of practice going into that game, cleaned up some of those mistakes that they probably should not have had from the Boston College game, and uh, hopefully they're ready to go. As for Clemson, you know, it's all, I feel like this game all comes down to Kid Klubnik and, you know, once again, just, just how well he can play. Um, as we know, if you remember week one with the new offensive coordinator at Clemson, it uh, – it did not look good, especially against Duke and a fairly fairly stout Duke defense, I would say, head coach uh, or coached by Mike Elko. Um, shout out Mike Elko. I still miss you in College Station. Um, but anyways, um, you know, he had he had some trouble going uh, getting going in that game against a pretty, pretty big opponent, obviously, as a conference game for him. So it'll be really interesting to see how he handles the true test and true challenge that Florida State presents this upcoming weekend. Do you have a pick for that game? Uh, I'd probably take Florida State by about a touchdown. There you go. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think Florida State takes this one on the road in Death Valley. We mentioned they looked a little shaky against Boston College. That game was way too close for comfort, but happens on the road, and I wonder if they're looking a, a little bit ahead of this Clemson game, which they have not beaten Clemson in a long time. This one's on the road during the day, so it might not be as electric as anticipated, but – yeah, this kind of do or die for Clemson. They've already lost the conference game, as we noted, to Duke. So, yeah, we'll see. Ultimately, I just think that um, Jordan Travis, Keon Coleman, and that group is going to be able to put up just enough points. And Jared Verse and that defense is going to cause a lot of problems for Garrett Riley and Kate Klubnick in that offense. I just don't think they have the same skill guys or O-line that they had a few years back with Trevor Lawrence and those guys. So I'm going to roll with the Knowles to take control over Clemson. For sure. I think it'll be a really fun game to look forward to this weekend. I agree. That's um, one to kick the weekend off with. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, all right, moving on. I'm just going to jump right into my game that I'm most looking forward to this weekend. That is Auburn coming here to College Station to take on AM. Um, I'll just go out and say it. I think AM wins this game by two touchdowns. I do. Um, you know, if that secondary for AM can figure it out a little bit and make a little bit better tackles in space on the ball carrier or whatnot. Um, you know, obviously we all know Connor Wigman's going to do his thing. Um, the dude has been balling out to start the season. I think he's like top th- either top three or top five in the country going into week four in QBR. And, you know, I don't see him showing any signs of slowing that down at any point in the future. Um, as for Auburn, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a Hugh freeze led team. So we all know they can get a little bit crafty, a little bit, um, creative like that but um ultimately i do have the ags winning this game and i as i called my shot just a moment ago i have them winning by two touchdowns yeah i'm with you there i don't think auburn will be able to score very much i think this is a rebuild for hugh freeze i'll hop into smu tcu smu goes to fort worth for the battle of the iron skillet tcu was able to bounce back against u of h and get a power five win after that opening season lost to colorado Interesting battle here. You have Chandler Morris versus Preston Stone. I like Preston Stone a lot. And this, they have Jordan Hudson, a receiver, TC transfer, LJ Johnson, a running back, AM transfer. So there's talent there. And they played a pretty good defense against OU a couple weeks back. 
I think Stone is going to get it together here. But I think at home, TCU sneaks by with a win. But this could be a really fun, close, high-scoring game. Side note, I just I just want to say I think the the nickname for this this game, the rivalry, the Iron Skillet, is easily one of the best names for a rivalry game in all of college football. It's great. I don't even know the meaning behind it, but it's really cool. I don't either, but that's just phenomenal. All right, let's uh let's pivot here for a moment. Let's go to arguably the biggest game of the weekend, which is Colorado taking on Oregon and Eugene. Colton, what do you see in this one? Yeah, look, I'll be I'll be honest. I think Oregon takes this one by a lot. I was wrong about Colorado. I thought they were going to be very, very bad. They are not very bad. But I think without Travis Hunter, I just think it's going to be really tough for them. I think Oregon is very talented either way. Bo Nix is going to put up a lot of points, and they have a good defense under Dan Lanning. I think that they'll start to show it this week. Ultimately, I think Colorado's inability to run the ball is going to hurt them. But, hey, I love this Colorado team. Shadra Sanders, maybe they can put up a good fight. I hope it's close. I just think, in the end, Oregon is going to be too much, and Deion Sanders takes his first loss as head coach. I completely agree with you on that one as well. Um, you know, the past three weeks, but not, I feel like Bo Nix has actually finally looked like the Bo Nix we all knew he could be in years prior. Um, so that's great to see, one. Um, but two, you know, Colorado's defense has been pretty shaky the entire season. Um, you know, at TCU, they give up over 40 points. He looked last week, they gave up quite a few as well. Um, and that was against Colorado State, who... I don't want to necessarily say they're a lesser competition than TCU. Granted, it was a rivalry game, but you know they're um, they're not technically Power Five football. So um, yeah, I um, I just do, I do think Oregon and uh, Bo Nix will be too much for Prime to handle, and I do think that Dion will also suffer his first loss as the head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes in Eugene. And it's really dumb because there are a lot of Dion haters, and when he loses this game or whatever first game he loses, people are going to jump out of the woodworks and make fun of him. But I think he's done a great job, and I think if you're hating on him, you just you just hate to hate. Yeah, no, for I agree with that also. I mean, Dion, he's he's the man, and you know, I'm I'm a Cowboy fan, and I, it just feels like almost sacrilegious as a Cowboy fan to hate on Dion. He's just great for the sport, too. He's his he team is. is fun. I think Shador is really likable. I think Travis Hunter is really likable. There's nothing really about that team that's not to like, in my opinion. This is kind of off topic, but did you see that clip of uh, Tom Brady today talking about Shadur Sanders having a Rolls Royce? Yeah. And he was telling him he needs to um, – he said something like, get your ass back in the film room and out of the car or something like that. I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, I think Shador is one of the smarter quarterbacks in the country. He I do, too. Really I, well. I agree. He's, he's um, really, really good. No, for real. Um, but I, I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, no, I mean, taking advice from the best. For sure. All right, let's jump in. Uh, or actually, let, let's uh, have you jump into the next game, you, uh, UCLA and Utah. Colton, what you got for this one? Yeah, undefeated Pac-12 matchup here. This one's in Salt Lake City. Utah does not lose here often in a big road test for true freshman Dante Moore for UCLA. Look, this game is pretty simple. While Utah's down a few starters – I really think it comes down to if Cam Rising plays, I'm taking the Utes. If he doesn't play, UCLA is going to win. Fair enough. Makes sense. All right. Another huge clash now. Uh, Ole Miss and Bama. Huge game. Obviously, we saw what happened, I guess, eight years ago, whatever it was, when um, uh, Ole Miss walked into the building. I believe they were at least uh, like 21-point dogs in that game, and, you know, the rest is history. Um Colton, do you uh, do you see Ole Miss recapturing that match against Bama on Saturday? Yeah, this game has been really tough for me to call. I Ole Miss and Kiffin have looked 
fairly good early on. The two-lane game was a little too close for comfort. They took care of Georgia Tech, though. I don't know. Alabama goes back to Jalen Milrow, a quarterback, which I think is the right call here. I think Bama's defense is going to be huge in this game. And I don't know. I love Lane Kiffin. I wouldn't be mad if he gets it done. But I think at home, Bama sneaks one out here. But this is a really close game. Yeah, no, I see that happening also. I mean, if you look at the line for this game, Bama's a six and a half point favorite. And, you know, that makes sense. I mean, how would you ever have Bama be a dog, especially with Nick Saban at home? Um, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying. I do I do like Lane Kiffin, even though he has said some uh, interesting things about my Aggies back in the past. But um, we'll let bygones be bygones. Anyways, um, you know, I, I am a big fan of, of Lane Kiffin. I think he is a, a really creative play caller, or at least what uh, the things that he does on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think it, I think it's uh, pretty electric. As for Bama, I totally agree with what you said as well. I think this game will ultimately come down to their defense. Um, you know, Jalen Milrow, you kind of know. I feel like you kind of know what you get with that guy now. Um, you know, he throws a really pretty deep ball, and when it's on, it's on. And most of the time, when it's not on, um, it can just be a mess. So, um, but obviously, he's more of someone who I guess you can compare to anyone in the pros. It'd be kind of like Lamar Jackson, you know, like when the arm's there, it's great. Um, but if it's not there, he'll just take off with his legs. It feels like almost every play. Um, all in all, though, as much as I would love to see Ole Miss winning this game, I still think Bama will pull out or pull this game out and um, ultimately win. And, um, yeah, I think it'll just be a, a pretty close game all the way through, but I still have Bama pulling it out in the end. Yeah, I want to see if Bama's going to – Taylor, their offense, more to Milrow's strengths with some more zone read and stuff. But hopefully Milrow plays well because I think he's kind of got the short end of the stick. Yeah, no question. All right, let's hop into another SEC game here. Um, Arkansas at LSU. So, you know, if you're Arkansas, you know, you literally got kicked in the nuts last week. You lose to BYU at home. Um, that's pretty embarrassing. And especially, you know, you have that game. And then the very next one you have, you're traveling to Death Valley and Baton Rouge to take on LSU, who is coming off – I would say their most complete game of the season last week, um, absolutely dismantling Ole Miss and, or excuse me, dismantling Mississippi State and Starkville. Um, you know, Jaden Daniels looked really good that game. Um, LSU, I feel like they finally used Harold Perkins effectively, like how they probably should have been since game one. Um, and you know, um, Arkansas. I as much as I like KJ Jefferson, I I have LSU winning this game pretty pretty hand uh i can't even think of the word i apologize i have lsu winning this game pretty comfortably that's what i was trying to say excuse me um yeah give me the tigers in this one all right i'm gonna hop into oregon state washington state another undefeated pac-12 matchup we mentioned how the pac-12 has looked really good early on this year mm-hmm. yeah here we go this this game's in pullman cameron ward second year in the system in washington state has looked much more comfortable than he did last year but I don't know, Oregon State and that crew, they're playing some really good defense again, and I think DJ Uyunglele gets a nice road win. Him and Jonathan Smith pull out the win here and continue their undefeated season. Next, sure, I'll look into the game. I'll be at Texas at Baylor in Waco, and Baylor is rolling with their backup quarterback, Sawyer Robertson, as Blake Shapin has been out. Ultimately, Look, Baylor's really struggled this year. I think this is a game that Texas, if they play to their standard and their potential, should win about 38-10. to 10. That being said, I have a feeling Texas will still be sloppy, inconsistent on offense, and will play down to their competition. 
And I don't know. I just need to see this offense be more consistent. I think Texas wins by about 10, but I don't think that they cover. And this will probably be a game that will have me pulling my hair out as I'm in Waco missing a lot of other really good <laughs> games. But one game I will be missing will be the Ohio State at Notre Dame in South Bend. Will, what do you think? Huge game. Huge, huge, huge game. Um, so the line in this game is actually Ohio State is a three-point favorite. So, I mean, as you know, with like three-point favorite lines like that, um, I, I feel like when you have a line like that, it's pretty much anyone's game. And I completely feel that way now. Um, you know, Sam Hartman, I feel like he's just looking, you know, ever ever since the start of the season, he's looked really, really good. And as I was tell, as I've mentioned in the past, anytime you have Marcus Freeman as your head coach, you're gonna have a pretty solid ass defense. Um, and this game is at home; it's in South Bend for Notre Dame. So actually, I'm gonna go against. We're gonna go against the line here, and I'm gonna take Notre Dame. I'm pretty much totally with you there. I think this is the game of the weekend, and I'm really excited for it. Marcus Freeman played for Ohio State, so another interesting tidbit there. But yeah, this game's in South Bend. I actually wrote a story today about how Notre Dame is trying to limit the amount of Ohio State fans in the stadium because when they played Georgia 2017, that place was all red and black. So interesting to see what that home field advantage looks like for Notre Dame and touchdown Jesus. But yeah, I mean, this is a big first test for Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord. The one thing that holds me back here is I just, I don't know how Notre Dame can match up athletically skill-wise with the Buckeyes, but I don't know. In this game, I think it'd be pretty close. I think Freeman will have a good defensive game plan for Kyle McCord, Trayvon Henderson, Marvin Harrison, those guys. And yeah, I think Sam Hartman gets it done, pulls out a nice signature win there for Marcus Freeman, and they jump into the top six. I'm here for it. I like it. I think that can be a great game. I'm really excited for that. That's such a great brand matchup, too. Just It really is. duking it out. Yeah. No, I'm here for it. And yeah, last one we're going to touch on for now, we'll look at Iowa going to Happy Valley, the whiteout game. Shout out Jack D'Onofrio. And look, Penn State was a team that I think could go to the playoffs and potentially could win the Big Ten there. And yeah, look, Iowa's going to play really good defense. I just, I don't think Iowa can score enough. So I can see this game being tight for a while because Iowa's going to have a good defense. This is a really big test for Drew Alar, though, the starting quarterback for Penn State in his first year starting. But Look, I think if Penn State scores 24, they win. So no question. I'm going to roll with Penn State in the whiteout. I mean, you can't lose your whiteout game. No, that, that seems sacrilegious for college football. One thing to keep tracking, though, that uh, is Brian Ferentz needs to average, is it 25 a game? It's 25 a game, 25, yeah. yeah, and he was averaging less than that. Then last week, they put up 41, but they, they were like throwing the ball pretty late in the game, up mm-hmm. by a lot, so... They're all aware of it, so we'll see if they can. That's something to keep track of if you can keep the average. I don't. I, I expect them to be under 25 in Happy Valley. Mm-hmm. All right, so that will just about do it for our week three picks, um, previews, whatnot. Or excuse me, week four, I apologize. Um, that will do it for our picks. So we actually have a bit of a it's, – it's nothing too major, but we have a new segment that we'd like to introduce – um, we'll do this once a week when we are previewing, um, the upcoming weekend and we will choose our lock of the week. So, uh, Colton, who is your lock of the week and what do you feel most comfortable riding with? Yeah. First off, shout out to Alex Gatto. 
for the support and he gets yes, thank you Alex. idea so it, thank you for listening and thanks for the idea yeah i actually have two locks of the week i just couldn't pick one so first one give me shane beamer in the south carolina gamecocks minus six and a half at home against mississippi state this one's pretty simple for me i just think one south carolina played a lot better last week against georgia than expected but mississippi state and zach arnett in the first year they just have not looked good they have struggled a lot will rogers has had his struggles offensively and, I mean, look, it's a new system. It's a, it's a first-year head coach. And, you know, going from the Mike Leach offense to something else is a pretty big change. So, yeah, they have not looked good. And I think while the South Carolina O-line has been a bit of a problem, I think they can beat Mississippi State by at least a touchdown. So I'm going to roll with the Gamecocks as a lock there. And then my other one, Hawaii, three-and-a-half, minus three-and-a-half against – uh, at home, Honolulu against the New Mexico State Aggies here. Look, we've talked about this has been a really fun week four. It's going to be great. And it kind of reminds me of if you go to 100% Taquito in Houston, I mean, excellent taco spot. You start kind of with the chips and guac, then you get your tacos and the tres leches to kind of finish it off there. And Hawaii, New Mexico State is that perfect dessert to watch and eat at 11 o'clock at night here but yeah hawaii has looked pretty good this year they have a fun quarterback they can put up some points so yeah give me hawaii minus three and a half against new mexico state i like that i like that so unlike colton i only have one game this week and i feel pretty confident in saying uh north carolina um on the road taking on Pitt and pittsburgh i feel pretty confident and they're minus uh seven and a half points you know, Drake May, my Heisman pick, you know, he I, I don't feel like he has been playing as well as we were probably expecting coming into this season. I mean, he's still playing at a very high level, but it's I don't think it's where we thought or it, we don't I don't excuse me, Jesus. I don't think it's the level that we all thought coming into the, coming into this season. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, especially with Pitt coming off um, that 17 to six uh, loss last week in the backyard brawl. Um, yeah, I feel pretty comfortable in saying North Carolina minus seven and a half is my lock of the week. Yeah, I mean, you got to go with the Heisman pick there. Drake May has, he's had his ups and his downs this year. So, but I don't think anything has been too bad to where it could cost him a potential Heisman or something down the line. But yeah, and I, don't I don't see him light it up. Yeah, and with Pitt now being one and two on the season, I. I don't see them covering that really, really bad. Yeah. All right. Well, that will do it for our locks of the week. Thank you once again, Alex Gatto for the suggestion. We really appreciate it. Um, If y'all have any other suggestions like that for the show, please let us know. We are always open and more than welcome to listen to any and every idea that you may have. Um, All right. You want to just hop into life advice real quick? Yeah. Before we hop into life advice, I, have a quick question here. Going into SEC play, just call mm-hmm. it. Who do you think is going to win the West? God, you know that's the thing with the SEC. It's such it's such a weird year to this point for the SEC. You know, we usually have, you know, the Alabamas and the Georgias or the LSU's and Tennessees of last year that have just really separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Um, however, this year I don't I don't think there is a single team in the SEC that has truly separated themselves to this point. Um, as for the East, I'm still rolling with Georgia. No question. I mean, Kirby Smart's still the guy. Georgia, you know, they have pretty much a cakewalk of a schedule. Um, so yeah, give me Georgia in the East. 
And as for the West, you know, my um, my heart would absolutely love to say A&M because I feel like the SEC West, since we since we joined the conference in 2012, hasn't been this wide open. Um, or if it has, it hasn't been in a very long time. So as much as I would absolutely love to rock with AM, and it's still a very real possibility if they can actually put it together, um, as of right now, I will still say that LSU will emerge victorious in the West this year. So I think we will have LSU taking on Georgia and Atlanta um, come the conference championship season. Yeah, I think right now I'm feeling LSU too. I think the West this year could really just be that the home team might just win every game. And mm-hmm. people on the road, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. Because no, it's straight up. Yeah. It's wild. And I'm totally with you on the East too, because even if Georgia got upset for some reason, I don't, I don't see how any other East team could get out of the season with only one other conference loss. So, I mean, I mean, I feel like, um, like the biggest threats in the East for Georgia, at least coming into the season was definitely Tennessee. And as we know, Tennessee couldn't handle business last week in the road against Florida, who was still trying to find somewhat of an identity, especially after that gut punch in week one. So I guess, you know, I was saying that it doesn't feel like anyone in the conference has separated themselves. I guess Georgia at so far at this point kind of has just because they're yeah, still undefeated. Though, so. Just because they're still undefeated. But yeah, as you were just saying, they ha- they have certainly had their own uh, share of ups and downs to start this season. So I don't know. It'll be a lot of fun to watch though and keep up with. Yeah. I wonder if Kentucky could kind of emerge as that biggest threat in the East. I want to see. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Coming into the year, I, I, I said on the show that I thought Devin Leary's best quarterback in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I think he saw some potential. So we'll see if Kentucky can, can make some noise there behind Georgia. That would be a lot of fun to see. All right. I think it's time for life advice. You ready for it? Let's do it. All right, I'll let you start it off. I'll let you start us off. That's Here we cool. go. So the submission is how do you best make use of your time? So this is pretty broad, but I think overall you just for me I have a decent amount of interest and I think it's just a way you just kinda of have to find a way to balance it out and make it work in your schedule. So for me obviously school school is first, but I love to exercise. I love to do this podcast with Will. I would like to pick up my guitar sometime and learn how to play and I work in real estate as well. So there's kind of a lot of things that I'm interested in and like to do, but yeah, I mean, I really think you just, you just have to find a way that you can get as much done as possible and do so in a fulfilling manner to where you don't get burned out. That's a great answer. Um, so I will, I'll kind of break this, break this down a little bit. I'll say, uh, for my academic side, how do I best make use of my time? Um, in that regard, I would say, I try to not let too many assignments like stack up like back to back to back to back where, you know, I eventually sit down like, you know, Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening or something like that. And I have like 10 things to do. Um, so I try to like break it up in a little bit of chunks throughout the week. You know, I'll, I'll take at least, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll take at least an hour to two, um, a, f- a handful of nights, um, throughout the week to just knock out some of my homework and some future assignments. So I can have, um, a lot lesser and easier schedule going into the weekend. Um, so that's what I would say. That's how I probably best make use of my time academically. Um, as for personally, I would probably say, you know, I, I would kind of piggybacking off of what you just said, but find some, you know, just find whatever makes you happy. Um, like hobby wise, you know, for me, it's guitar or doing this with you or, you know, just every now and then I'll, I just enjoy just watching TV or watching a good movie. Um, I actually enjoy doing a bit of photography, so that's been pretty fun for me. I still do that on the side every now and then. Um, so I feel like that's a good use of my time. 
and um you know it's keeping my it's keeping my brain active it's it's uh you know giving me things to do um and all in all i think that is uh probably the best answer i could give for that personally so i hope that's good that's a great answer photography is so cool i still have my camera from photography from freshman or sophomore year i don't know i mean i think you're in my class i uh i so i took two photo classes in high school freshman year and junior year um i had phil brick yeah i did too yeah i think we're in the same class but yeah i just brought mine i hadn't picked it up in years and i brought it to austin last year and there's there's some beautiful hikes here and i'll just go up and take pictures it's so cool yeah, for sure. Um, actually, shout out to Miss Philbrick from Episcopal High School. I still use um, a handful of those techniques that she taught us, you know, about like shutter speed and like certain apertures and, yeah, and then, certain lenses. Whatnot. I still use those to this day. So shout out Miss Philbrick. I appreciate that. Shout out Miss Phil. Yeah, she, she, was, she was her, bro. I loved her class. Yeah, no, she killed it. She did. Um, okay, so I also feel like we should probably address the elephant in the room a little bit. I just want to make a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, you're probably noticing at this point, our episode has been like cut in half, like lengthwise. Um, this was by design Colton and I, after our last episode with James, we kind of got together, talked about certain things we can, uh, things we can, and, uh, can and can't do what not to help improve the show. And one of them, we thought that, um, while we enjoy talking for over an hour about college football week, um, we realized it could probably get a little bit boring for the listeners. So, uh, we apologize for that. And I also will say, um, if you have any feedback about how we how about how this episode we are doing right now went, please let us know. We're just trying to fine tune things and see what works and what doesn't work. Um, if you like this format better, if you don't, please uh, feel free to share because we are always looking to improve. But I just uh, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. Yeah, believe me, we would be more than happy to talk for hours on end about this stuff but we also want to keep people engaged and we want to make sure that people actually like listen to the whole show and we realize that having a 30 to 45 minute show instead of an hour to hour and a half is probably a little bit better to put it in perspective if we did a 30 minute show that's just like one that's just like watching one episode of spongebob yeah exactly mm-hmm. i should probably rewatch that show by the way i actually started watching it again the other day what's it on um hbo max maybe i think um oh no it's on paramount it's on paramount Um, paramount Paramount plus i have it through my tv provider my goodness i know um all right well i think that will uh i think that'll just about do it um i i just want to say a random word real quick if that's cool um i'm kind of thinking one off the top of my head do you have a random do you have a a random word you have you want to say colton anything coming to your dome all right um all right, you know what? I, I know I took it in my last draft, and ever since I said his name the other night, he's still kind of just been on my mind. Um, shout out to the Wood Ducks of the world. Absolutely beautiful. Get the job done. You know, they live in the woods and the trees. Um, yeah, love those guys, especially come hunting season. They, they look great on the wall, and they also just look great flying through the air. So shout out to all the Wood Ducks out there. I mean, if you'd have picked Bluefooted Booby or Zazu like I did, I would understand the obsession. But Dude, okay. I, I, I think I swept I, the draft. I guess I guess my obsession with wood ducks and ducks in general is probably because you know I'm a huge duck hunter and waterfowl guy like that, um, but no the wood duck like the wood duck he's him bro like I'm serious. I mean it's a solid pick, but blue footed booby takes the cake. 
I still feel comfortable with my pick. All right. Well, as we were just explaining, we're gonna we're cutting it a little bit short. So that will just about do it for this episode of Trouble with the Snap. Uh, Colton, any last words before we sign off? Yeah, everybody enjoy. We'll be safe and enjoy a, what should be a really really fun week four. And we are excited to recap for y'all coming next week. For sure. Well, uh, once again, thank you very much for listening. Please, if you have any feedback for the show, any thoughts, comments, ideas, etc., cetera, uh, please feel free to send them to us on our Instagram at TWS underscore pod, or you can directly send them to our personal Instagrams, which are also linked on that, um, on our podcast Instagram. Um, you can leave a comment. You can do whatever the hell you got to do. If you have anything to say about the show, just let us know. All right, well, that will uh, just about do it. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed, and we will talk to you all very soon. Thank you all.